Xtalks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This food industry-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to help keep you up to date. This week on the show, we are discussing Yellow Pea Pasta Pioneer Zen B. And are RX bars healthy? An in-depth look at the trending protein bar. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the X Talks Food Podcast. I'm Sydney Perlmutter, Senior Food Industry Journalist and Webinar Moderator at xtalks.com, and this week I'm joined by Aish Rashid and Vera Kovacevic. Thanks for coming today. So we've got a very better for you podcast today. Um, first, I'll talk about a company called Zenbi. So consumers are increasingly leaning towards health conscious choices. And because of that, food producers have embarked on a pursuit to deliver offerings that align with these values. And central to this revolution is the emergence of yellow pea pasta. With its rich nutritional profile and palate pleasing texture, yellow pea pasta is becoming the preferred alternative to traditional pastas. Leading the charge in this segment is Zen B a brand driven to elevate plant-based foods in taste, accessibility, and convenience. Now, yellow pea pasta's burgeoning popularity can be attributed to a couple factors, key among them being its rich nutritional profile. Traditional pasta has often been stigmatized as a carb-heavy food with limited nutritional value, but meanwhile, yellow pea pasta is naturally packed with proteins, offering consumers a much healthier alternative without compromising on the cherished texture and mouthfeel of pasta. Additionally, being gluten-free, it also caters to a growing segment of health-conscious and gluten-intolerant consumers. Zen B, recognizing the potential of yellow pea pasta, has been pivotal in popularizing this ingredient. This brand's commitment to sustainability, combined with its focus on harnessing the goodness of whole vegetables, positions it perfectly to cater to the modern health-conscious consumer. By repurposing the often discarded parts of legumes and vegetables from skins to stems, Zen B offers a wide spectrum of flavors and, nutri- and nutrients without sacrificing taste. A brand with a strong presence in Japan and the UK, Zen B made its US debut in 2019 and rolled out a unique pasta in November 2020, crafted solely from yellow peas. Since then, the brand went uh, from shipping directly to consumers to expanding into brick and mortar stores like Sprouts and Jewel Osco. Zen B uh, recognized that the better for you movement in the pasta space is not merely a passing trend. As consumers worldwide become more educated about their dietary choices, the demand for nutritionally dense, environmentally sustainable, and ethically produced foods continues to rise. The environmentally conscious consumer will also appreciate the sustainability aspect of yellow pea pasta. The production of yellow peas requires less water and land compared to other crops, making it more eco making it a more eco-friendly choice. Brands that adopt and promote such sustainable practices like Zenbee find themselves better positioned in the market as they resonate with modern consumers' values. But it's not all about nutrition and sustainability. After all, taste remains paramount, and this is where yellow pea pasta truly shines. Unlike some other better-for-you pastas that might require an an acquired taste or may not blend seamlessly with traditional pasta recipes, yellow pea pasta boasts a neutral flavor profile, making it suitable for a plethora of recipes. From cold pasta salads to hearty spaghetti dishes, yellow pea pasta can easily substitute traditional pasta in any dish. 
And while Zen B has had undeniable success, it is not without competition in the Better For You pasta market. Perhaps one of the most well-known brands in the space, Banza Pasta, is made primarily from chickpeas and boasts higher, um, boasts higher protein and fiber content compared to traditional pastas. Even well-known pasta brands like Barilla have ventured into the market, offering a line of legume pastas, including a red lentil variant. But the standout star for now is Yellow Pea Pasta. Its unparalleled combination of nutrition, sustainability, and versatility truly gives it an edge. And Zen B, with its commitment to holistic well-being and sustainability, is poised to lead in this transformative era. Brands and producers looking to stay relevant would do well to take a leaf out of Zen B's book, recognizing the enormous potential for the Better For You Pasta segment, and more specifically, the wonders of Yellow Pea Pasta. So I'd heard or maybe seen Zenbi before. Uh, I don't know if they sell it here in Canada yet, but I've certainly heard of the brand before. Um, and it's one of those rare brands that sort of has taken just one ingredient and turned it into, you know, this wildly successful better for you product. But I'm very impressed by their ability to just use that one ingredient, yellow pea pasta. So you know, obviously none of us, or I'm assuming none of us have tried it, but it, that really impressed me that they just stuck to, you know, the singular ingredient, at least for this pasta. But what do you make, what do you make of this brand? Um, and can you see it being, you know, copied or emulated by other, by other better for you brands? Yeah, for sure. I think it's such a great idea to use yellow pea pasta instead of wheat. Um, I was just looking at the reviews of the product on Amazon and um, yeah, most of their 65% of their reviews are five star reviews wow. and then 20% are four star reviews and then the remaining 15% are three star reviews or lower. So it seems like the vast majority of people are very happy with it. Um, I, I wonder sometimes if I tried it, would I even notice that it's not you know, pasta from wheat. I guess I would if the texture is different, but um, yeah, people seem very happy with the product. They say they like that it's gluten-free. They say it's uh, expensive, but easy to digest <laughs> amongst some other comments. Yeah, I think this is a really, really cool product. Um, and uh, yeah, to your point, Sydney, that they were able to just use one ingredient being that yellow pea i think that's pretty cool because typically although i mean you do have pastas like chickpea pasta and i think that's made with just chickpeas but but still i think it's it's great that you know they were able to do that and i'm i'd be very interested in trying it to see what it tastes like and not only is it you know a better for for you for humans but it's also better for the earth right so the environment just you know being uh, more environment uh, more environmentally friendly crop um, than growing wheat so I think uh, it's a win-win and if it's um, if it takes off I think it'd be really cool I, I don't know like I've kind of been hesitant about trying it's weird it's probably just a weird mental block but like um well, wheat is a plant, not plant-based pasta, but like made out of non-wheat ingredients. But for some reason, this actually looks um, like something I'd want to try um, over something like chickpea pasta or things like that. Because I think chickpeas have a more distinct taste. Um, but I think something like yellow peas, which I actually haven't had yellow peas, but it, I, I feel like that might have more of 
a tamer uh, or a milder flavor. So I think this could, this probably works. So yeah, I think it's uh, really cool and I hope to see it soon maybe in Canada and to try it out. Yeah, I was going to comment on how, um, you know, maybe pasta purists would not love this <laughs> product. Um, and yeah, the main thing with pasta or traditional pasta is not real it doesn't really bring much flavor to the table but it's really the texture you know everyone loves that mm. you know al dente bite whether it be you know just a regular spaghetti noodle or a you know fettuccine or an elbow or penne anything you know we all love that texture um, and the sauce or whatever you put in it is typically what brings the flavor but I think what you know, hopefully differentiates um, Zen B from, you know, other better for you brands is that it, it, it has like a neutral flavor profile and it also, you know, emulates the traditional texture and mouthfeel of pasta, which is really huge and what I think consumers want out of a pasta alternative. So I agree with you, Aisha. I don't usually, you know, like to veer into uh, you know, better for you alternative alternatives if I like the traditional thing. Um, but yeah, I'd be very open to trying this and seeing what all these five-star and four-star reviews are about because those are very good reviews uh, for, for a product on Amazon. All right, moving on to another story. So you may have heard of RX bars and they've become a focal point in the protein bar sector, primarily driven by a surge in, again, health conscious consumers. The brand's popularity reached new heights when Kellogg's acquired the company for an impressive $600 million in 2017. So what justified this heavy price tag and are they actually healthy? So in 2013, lifelong friends Peter Rahal and Jared Smith launched RX Bars, rapidly becoming a favorite choice for those seeking convenient and clean protein. Their innovative product is recognized for its straightforward packaging, mirroring the bar's clean and simple ingredients, which primarily are almonds, cashews, eggs, and dates, among others. The bar wrapper prominently um, displays the ingredients and their quantities accompanied by the no BS slogan. This design choice initiated by the founders underscores the company's commitment to avoiding, to avoding bad stuff. The um, artific like artificial sweeteners, which are you know, crucial for those who are dedicated to uh, certain health and wellness paths. So back to the main question, are RX bars healthy? To evaluate this, I looked at the nutritional facts for the chocolate peanut butter flavor, which is one of the company's best sellers. So it has the following, 210 calories, 22 grams of carbs, 12 grams of protein, 4 grams of dietary fiber, 13 grams of total sugars, 10 grams of fat, and 2 grams of saturated fat. And the ingredients are dates, peanuts, egg whites, chocolate, natural flavors, cocoa, sea salt. The health benefits of a protein-rich, high-fiber diet are very well documented, and consuming these nutrients can decrease sugar cravings due to their slow digestion rate, so they help in uh, helping you uh, feel satiated for longer. So if we break down the components of the bar, we'll start with fiber. And fiber aids in digestion, promotes gut health, and can lower cholesterol. Most, most Americans actually only consume about 10 to 15 grams daily, so they could miss out on these perks. Consuming a high-fiber bar like the RX bar can provide both immediate satiety and long-term health benefits. So the fiber in dates 
uh, sorry, the fiber in dates, a primary ingredient in RX bars, moderates sugar absorption, which is beneficial for sustained energy without sugar spikes. But it's important to note that overconsumption can be problematic, especially for those with diabetes or those not maintaining a consistently healthy diet. And when it comes to protein, the primary source of that in RX bars is egg whites, which is a complete protein containing all nine essential amino acids vital for muscle uh, repair and growth. The fats in RX bars come from nuts like pecans, cashews, almonds, and peanuts, which are rich in beneficial monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats. And in contrast to many protein bars, RX bars use minimal saturated fats, steering clear of unhealthy oils like palm kernel oil. And in terms of sugar, averaging around 13 grams per bar, the sweetness uh, in RX bars primarily comes from dates. And these are not only a natural sweetener, but also packed nutrients like iron and potassium. So what is, though, a protein bar's ideal nutritional profile? Obviously, not all protein bars are created equal in terms of their nutrition and ingredients. So according to nutrition experts, uh, Toby Amador, Rachel Fine, Angie Ash, and Hilary Cesare, um, the essential attributes for a genuinely healthy protein bar include a balanced combination of healthy fats, protein, and fiber for satiation, caloric content ranging between 200 and 400 calories, up to 20 grams of protein per portion, incorporation of whole fruits, nuts, and whole grains, and use of premium protein sources such as whey protein isolate, brown rice protein, pea protein, and eggs. So, by these standards, RX bars with their straightforward ingredient list would qualify as healthy. But, you know, and while they undoubtedly have uh, nutritious components, like all foods, obviously moderation is key. Um, and one thing I was really trying to focus on um, for this article is, you know, what what is the ideal nutritional profile um, for a protein bar? And what I found was that the more you go up in protein, the more you also go up in calories. But you know, in terms of RX bar, they managed to keep the calories on the lower end, at least of um, the, the spectrum at 210 calories, and then also boasting 12 grams of fiber. So they fit really nicely within these, uh, within these uh, suggestions from these nutritional experts. Um, so have you heard of um, RX bars before? Have you had any? Um, one thing that always stood out for me was was the packaging of these protein bars, um, how they mention all the ingredients and how many of each are in them. Um, and I think they've really done a great job with their marketing. Yeah, I have seen these and uh, I agree. I think that the packaging is great. Um, definitely it's no bs straight to the point <laughs> um and yeah really good marketing there for sure um it'd be cool if they had some more images as opposed to just that you know the, the flavor but um i yeah it's, it's simple it lists the ingredients and i think um what more could you ask for kind of a thing so it gets straight to the point and um yeah it's pretty cool and although the rx reminds me of like prescription but yeah I think that's I think that's, <laughs> that's what they the were going idea, for right? yeah so yeah pretty clever things there with the rx and then the no bs being no bad stuff and uh yeah I haven't tried it myself yet but it actually it, it sounds really good too because um yeah having dates as like your uh, main one of your main components that uh, definitely lends the sweetness the fiber so you're getting like 
you know, a couple of punches just from one ingredient, which is uh, really cool. And I think the other ingredients are equally as hearty, like with the nuts and then the egg whites. So I think, yeah, well, pretty well done. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with the one thing Aisha said in particular, which was um, we don't know what the protein bar looks like because the wrapper is just um, doesn't have like a picture of the protein bar. I know some other protein bars, they will show you like a like a cutout bar kind of on the packaging so you can see what it looks like inside. Um, that, that's my only recommendation for them, but, but that would probably complicate their like simple um, packaging. Um, yeah, I think what I really wish that these, um, not just RX bars, but other protein bar makers, what I really wish they would advertise more is like, first of all, if I'm buying a protein bar, what I find often is that they often taste chalky. They often are hard to chew and they often just don't taste good. So I think in addition to like talking about the nutritional benefits, I just wish that if they could talk a little bit more about the texture um, and about the taste itself, because I find a lot of them and I've tried several, I found that they just all taste like chalky. I, I don't know if you know what I'm saying, but um, yeah, but I think um, their main consumer is probably the health conscious consumer. I was on Amazon looking at this product as well. Actually, I wasn't just looking at the strawberry one, which Sydney, you had as the featured image of your article. I was looking at like a variety pack and I was looking at reviews and um, yeah, it was interesting to me how most people say that this is a good like post-workout kind of snack. So it seems like a lot of their consumers are like health conscious, you know, they go to the gym, they work out and then they have this protein bar to um, boost their protein, so. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's the typical like protein bar consumer audience or is it just this one because they're very like um, pushing their nutritional value, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and, and we were mentioning packaging, so I thought I would bring up a story from a couple years ago um, that Xtox covered. Um, so RX Bar was actually sued um, and it was in a proposed class action lawsuit for false labeling. Um, so essentially, the plaintiff's complaint was that RX Bar had misled consumers by labeling two of their key ingredients as egg whites and fruit. Um, but the plaintiff claims that RX Bar uses egg white fractions that should be labeled as egg white protein powder instead of just egg whites. And then the second allegation um, to his claims was that the company uses fruit infused pieces, so like dried fruit pieces that are sweetened with concentrated fruit juices. However, RX Bar just simply labels them as fruit such as in this case strawberry um so yeah it was a pretty interesting you know lawsuit um but it didn't really get it didn't phase um rx bar at all and you know they stood behind their product and their packaging um and the plaintiff would also have needed to prove that other consumers feel the same way that he did about these false labeling claims because he didn't provide any evidence on his assumptions um so what do you make of this i mean do you think they need to be so specific and specify like that it's egg white um, protein powder instead of just egg whites and that they need to specify that it's fruit infused pieces rather than you know the fruit that's mentioned do you think it's like that was a bit of an overreaction 
Yeah, I think it was a bit of an overreaction because technically, like, what they wrote is still true, right? Right. They just didn't give enough details. So, I don't know. Uh, what was the outcome of the lawsuit again? Do you know? Um, I don't think that it... It, anything came of it actually um, right. while it had you know could have had the potential to damage the brand um, I don't think anything came of it um, I don't think it lost any consumer trust um, but I think this was kind of among one of many like lawsuits initiated um, or you know class action lawsuits for false for false ingredient claims um, so it certainly would not be the first but yeah I don't think anything actually came of it. But Sydney, can I ask you, um, like, what ben- like what advantage or benefit does the consumer get from such like food lawsuits? Because let's say if they were harmed, if it was like a food safety issue, you can understand they would get some compensation. But like, what what was the yeah that that person that brought up the lawsuit against RX bars? I think it was Michael Pizzeruso. Why? What is like their motivation for doing that? Um, I think just feeling wronged um, by by a company, feeling like they lack transparency. Um, I would understand much, like this is not a good example because I, I agree, I think it was a bit of like an overreaction and I don't think it was intentionally misleading to, to you know, advertise the, the ingredients like they did. Um, but I think in a in a case where um, it's obviously less transparent, then you're doing it for either you know the, the good of people, and they you get enough people to agree with you, and then you can actually you know sort of start kick off like a a class action lawsuit. Um, but I yeah I think the main motivation would be like food safety. Um, if if you, if a consumer was misled and there was an ingredient in it that they like you know differed from from what they saw, then I think you you do have a lot of like you know food safety issues to to, to worry about. But yeah, I don't think this is a, a great example um, for why someone would 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 start a you know a lawsuit against a company. Yeah, I see. All right, well, that's the end of this episode of the X Talks Food Podcast. If you like today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, everyone, and see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the X Talks Food Industry Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find X Talks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalks.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.